We are cruising right along on Caregiver SOS on air up to the point in this show where at the end of every program we bring you Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known expert on caregiving and addictions, and Carol Zerniel, executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation and a nationally known gerontologist, I'm Ron Aaron. One of the issues that uh, we wanted to take up on Take 10 today, Carol, uh, deals with that caregiver who needs help. Everybody knows they need help. But they're not being receptive. How do you reach them? How do you help them? Well, you know, I was I was thinking about it as the I'm not the primary caregiver in my family. I have a sister who is the primary caregiver, um, and sometimes, you know, I will see help that needs to be done, um, have suggestions, uh, or will be trying to say the words, and it doesn't. You know, I want to help, but I'm I'm on the I'm a little bit on the outside. I'm removed. So, Jamie, what do you do if you're the second line of defense and you want to support the first line of defense and maybe they don't realize I'm, there's somebody behind them? You know, Carol, I believe that things happen as they're supposed to happen, almost organically. And I think the first responsibility, if somebody's on the outside, is to be able to sit with the pain and the frustration um, without feeling like they have to be Superman, without feeling they have to fix the problem. Just by bearing witness and giving a safe place for somebody to talk, all of a sudden possibilities happen. So that's a little bit about Ron and I were talking before the show about his neighbor and how his neighbor was having trouble with his wife who had Alzheimer's. and She's become very paranoid. And, and, and he was giving him some suggestions. And then he, Ron, you said you realized. He, he wasn't listening. That, well, he just wanted to talk. He just wanted to talk. And so you decided, I'll just be quiet and I will let him vent. I took Carol's advice. I shut up and listened. Yeah, so is that what you're saying? Well, it depends who's doing the listening. Obviously, the, you're, you're saying that the person who actually came to you, the neighbor, if you will, talked and talked and talked and you listened, Ron. Yes, he, he was in a conversation about his wife recently. Uh, he put her in a home. She's had Alzheimer's uh, for several years. He no longer could really manage the situation at home. And she has become very paranoid to the point now where she even sees him as a threat some days. So he was talking about it. And, and I mentioned, because as a talk show host, I know everything about everything but only an inch deep. <laughs> I said it's my understanding that, that there is help available. Psychiatrists and, and medical professionals can prescribe medication and can be uh, of assistance. Uh, and, and as I looked at him, it, it was clear I wasn't communicating. He wasn't receiving. What he wanted to do was vent. Exactly. And, and so he's going to vent, and he's going to vent, and he's going to vent. And that was a, a first-time thing, and he may do it a second and third time. But I know as co-host of this show, you must know the two words support group. Support I mean, group. Well, I mentioned Caregiver SOS. Uh, I, ma- I mentioned the website. I mentioned uh, Caregiver Teleconnection, and I- I'll have to mention it again. Well, no, you know, the interesting thing, and, and I think this is a perfect example, actually, is that sometimes people aren't ready to hear it. You know, Ron, and I, I know that in my own personal life or my professional life that, um, you know, what do they say, um, luck or, or something good that's happening is God's way of keeping his anonymity for some reason. So all of a sudden, lights come on, aha moment. This may be the second, third, or fourth time, and then he or she, whomever it is, may hear caregiver SOS. 
That's right. But so, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent there. You can't now, uh, and forgive me, Carol, for one second, but now we used to call people that just that gave their whole life out in one session a bit of an emotional bulimic, where they, people would run away. Even the therapist felt uncomfortable. <laughs> and, 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 and so sometimes, and you never see them again, by the way. All they would do that. So sometimes you have to do it measured. Sometimes you have to, you know, do it like a relationship develops and then create safety and consistency. How, how did you deal with that as a therapist where somebody comes in, you know you can help them, and then you never see them again? Well, I did it enough times, so many times, where people just did that, and they felt they gave it the office. And I'm sure they went and told all their friends I saw a therapist, and I basically vomited my entire life story, and he couldn't help. So, <laughs> That's only because it was only 60 minutes, right? You had just a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah, just a few more minutes. But yeah, well, it's never really time. 60 minutes. It's 48, right? Right, you have to write notes. Don't forget. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but so what we've learned to do is actually uh, pace it. Pace it. And I think that's what Carol's asking about. How do you support the caregiver? Right. right. You, you cannot, expectations are the seeds of resentment. So you can't get frustrated. You, you must know if you're in it, you're probably in it for the long haul. And it's, a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Well, so, you know, I, I think that the the grain in there that I'm hearing that might apply to a lot of us is that we could actually, you know, if I go in and I'm trying to, somebody's talking about what they're doing and it's not working, and I have all these suggestions that they might, well, aren't you, I'm so glad you're the expert, you know, so you don't think I'm doing a good enough job, that if they're not ready to hear it, A, you know, they're not going to hear it, or they might take it the wrong way. Absolutely, and you know, Carol, for yourself, um, through the running caregiver SOSs, is that, the self-care piece is something that's contagious. So let me just bring it back again to the person helping the caregiver. If they're doing something that they're actually talking about, it's much more powerful than them just taking a, a moral position or an information position. That's why everybody has to practice self-care because, you know, I think that the person will feel that the other person has this wealth of knowledge because they've gone through it themselves. So. Um, you know, don't don't preach and don't get on the, on the pedestal and, and don't expect somebody to hear you, but live it. Live it as best you can. What does that mean? Well, that means actually everybody has a responsibility. I always call it peace on earth. It's never going to come through bombs or drones or us invading. It's always going to come from within as individuals. So we all have to take care of ourselves if we're to take care of others. And, and that's what's contagious. Well, and so maybe, you know, and, and also there, there's some, I like to call it stealth help where sometimes you, they can't take the overt kinds of help. So maybe it's, I, you know, the newspaper's at, way at the far curb, and I set it on the porch right up next to the door where it's easy to get to, or you're over visiting, and you're, you know, maybe you can clean up a few plates or straighten up something. You know, there, you know, there are little things that you can do. Pick up some bread and milk for them when you go to the store. There are little things that you can do uh, to to help without being right in their face. You can look for little ways to help and start very small. You, you can. And, and one last thing I'll say, too, and then obviously, Ron, I'm sure you have some ideas since you just experienced it, was that when I was with a group many years ago that was about kids that were troubled, it was called Tough Love in the in late 80s, we used to have these gang sort of groups go over. So we'd take a support group, literally, of people, like-minded people, over to somebody and just sit with them and just sit with them. Now, sometimes, just like Ron's uh, neighbor, they, they may not be ready to, to listen, but there is safety uh, when you're with people who know what you're going through. Well, and, and listening is doing something, and I think a lot of people do miss that. We mm -hmm. feel like we need to be doing something, but listening is doing something. 
it's actually in our world, therapy, it's a trauma reduction technique. So it's exactly what you said. I want to come back to something that uh, you said, Jamie, and I, I keep a notebook at home, sayings of Dr. Jamie. And, and one you just dropped on us was expectations are the seeds of resentment. Yes. What does that, that mean? Well, that means, actually, it's the old adage my clinical supervisor said that, Jamie, if you start where you think somebody should be at, you're going to lose them, and you're going to lose the experience. And if you start where they're actually at, they'll stay with you. So go into any situation in life, especially when you're supporting a caregiver, with no expectations. No expectations that they're going to uh, receive your information. No expectations they're going to go to the next place, because expectations will always be the seeds of resentment. You know, be in yourself, you know, be on two feet and, and just do this without the expectation that something's going to happen. You're listening to Take 10 on Caregiver SOS on Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zernil and Dr. Jamie Heisman. Have about a minute left, Jamie. Uh, and, and before we flat run out of time, uh, for, for the uh, situation I described with my neighbor, uh, I, I'm sure the next time I see him, uh, this conversation will come up in, in any variety of ways. Uh, at some point, how will I know if he is receptive to suggestions? Well, that's interesting to say because we do have uh, clinical kind of, I don't know, I'll say I call it street talk. We call them help-rejecting complainers. Sometimes there are people that just want to just complain, 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 but I don't see this in, in him. I mm -hmm. see this that, that really getting safe with somebody is a long-term process. And you've got a big heart, Ron. I know you personally. And so... What you need to go in there with is, is no expectations. You need to be in the presence. If he starts repeating the same things he did last time, you know, bring him back to point. And eventually, obviously, after three or four times, say, listen, I've heard, I've not helped, and now here's what I need to do. Otherwise, I'm just enabling this process. Get him to a therapist. Get him to a support group. Get him to caregiver SOS. I appreciate that. And, and it's got to be so tough for him. Oh, yeah. It is going to be, be unbelievably difficult. Absolutely. I'd call the Alzheimer's Association as soon as possible. If nothing else, if that's all he can do is make a phone call with you, you've done a lot. We're out of time. Literally, flat out of time. Take 10 on Caregiver SOS On Air.